Welcome to another episode of More Than Dice. I'm Gonzo. I'm John. <laughs> Magic! Missy turned it's into magic. John. <laughs> I know, I know downgrade, but sometimes it happens like that. And uh, they are getting their headset on right now, and they just kind of just disappeared. But uh, we do have Nerd from Nerd Holla going to be joining us shortly. Um, and when they get their headphone on, she'll finally realize that we've been talking about her for a while. And she'll be like, what the heck? No, no, just, you wait, 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 talking shh, about her. Shh, shh, I am nice. She's on here. Oh. She's she got her headphone on. Shh, be quiet. That's not busy. <laughs> I am not busy. I'm John. Hi, John. <laughs> Hello. I just like turned around. I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> and, uh, Guys, so this episode. Hell hydrate. Oh, another hell hydrate. Hell hydrate. Um, so this episode is going to be. We've got our good friend Nerd from Nerd Holla. Uh, she Hello. is going to be on talking about just a bunch of stuff. Talking about nerd things, painting. Uh, giant chickens, because uh, she's from Iowa, and then uh, <laughs> you know, just nerd holla, and you know, a, a lot, we're going to probably discuss a lot about some D and D stuff because she's got a lot of D and D things going on too, and I know that we always love to talk about RPG stuff. So before oh, we do yeah. that, let's go ahead and get to our business. We want to thank Midnight Heroes. They will be at Warfare Weekend selling their products, which is all the chibi stuff, and uh, they will be running a few of their Dual Fate games. Um, also, they will be doing a special edition Warfare Weekend Chibi Miniature, so be on the look for that. Uh, we want to thank Creature Caster for all they do for us. Remember, uh, Thursday nights I paint up Judgment Models, and I'll be painting up their Tribe Models that they have uh, on mini, was it My Mini Factory, uh, where they, if you subscribe to that, you get a certain amount of models, and then you get... Uh, oh, cuttlefish! And then you get... And I will be using cuttlefish-only paints for that stuff. I um, love cuttlefish. They, uh, they recently gave us a complete set of all their paints, and so I've been using that. All their glazes and sketches. I'd say I haven't used them yet as a bad thing, but honestly, I haven't painted anything in a while, so that's not really a surprise I haven't used them. Yeah. I need to get back to that, but... I had a full Monty and then got hit with a blizzard and accidentally left them in my garage and had to had been slowly replacing my set. Uh, May I suggest a great a great container for paints is actually like those cooler bags. I was going to get an old fridge. That'll work too, but a, a cooler bag will keep them from changing temperature too much if they're out somewhere. Like you That's put them in the yeah, we hit sub-zero temperatures for like a for a few days, so they all just turned to co cottage cheese. So don't do that to your acrylic paints, folks. Don't do no. that. <laughs> and then, let's see, who else? Uh, we want to thank Parallel War Games. Uh, if you click the link and you like their models, you can get 10% off uh, your first order. And then uh, Tobar Dork. Uh, awesome Turbo Dorks. They do all the color shifting paints and metallic paints. And these things, by the way, they're little silicone palettes. Stop taunting everyone. They're not, they only have the small ones in stock still. They only have the small ones, but I did talk to them recently and they are getting the bigger ones in, but uh, they're waiting. Um, it should begin as soon as possible. And if you don't use the silicone uh, paint palettes, it's a must because look, 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 look. You want to see some cool little magic trick? See, there's got this little bit of paint right here. 
you know, if you got those plastic paint palettes or whatever, it just sticks yeah, there. Scrape. Well, you just kind of bend it and poop pops right out, and you're done. Magic. I love these things. I saved so much. Yeah. I haven't used a other. I mean, my wet palette is a different story, but you know, the silicone yeah, I mean, one. But yeah, even this for the uh, that comes with my wet palette is still tough to get clean. Yeah, yeah. yeah you can't use anything abrasive or it will <laughs> scratch it, and then it's really yeah. bad. Yep. As you can see, mine is <laughs> beautifully clean. How do you like that size of a palette? Um, because that fits I in like the top the of that. I like, yeah, this is the one that comes with the Game Envy palette, uh -huh. the, the Exemplar palette. I like this one. Um, I use this side more for dry brushing, and then this for more either dry brushing or inks, and then this I use for metallics. Yep. Well, so, you'll, you'll like the our, new palettes when they come in. Our yeah. Markle Avoid, that works. Piece of glass. Uh, we used to use a bunch of ceramic oh, yeah. tiles. People would use those. There's mm -hmm. still a bunch at my buddy Marshall's place for... When we go over and paint, um, I just happen to have that. A good trick for these palettes, though, if you don't have the, the nifty silicone one, is if you got white glue, just put it on there and let it dry, and then it'll peel the paint right up with it when you peel it off. Brilliant. Why didn't I ever think of that? I've yeah, got so much Elmer's glue around. I know. Well, I, I used to do a bunch. Well, I mean, I, you mix up <laughs> the same thing, and it got stuck on something. I'm like, oh, hey. And damn it, working at the Games Workshop for nine and a half years it has to be good for something. <laughs> um let's see other shout outs we want to thank muse on minis uh by the way we have new links for everybody um while we cannot give discounts anymore i i totally totally apologize for that uh, a lot of companies have moved away from discounts but it does it is an affiliate link and so we do get a little bit of kickback from it um i apologize uh for that but a lot of companies have started to move away from that no big deal i mean we're in tough times guys part of that model Nickel Museums, I saw Facebook-wise, since it's in front of their website. They're fixing them. They should be good now, but they've had some issues. So give them some time. Maybe we'll see what we can do. Yeah, they uh, they actually got a bunch of new things coming out um, type stuff. So you'll be seeing that on uh, Muse's website. Uh, but you can use our new affiliate link. Um, who else? Did I get everybody? Uh, I believe you got uh, Parabellum. Parabellum. got Parabellum. Yeah, I got Parabellum. Okay, then you're good. I will yeah. make attention. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm looking through all my stuff. I did bring out my demons from Creature Caster because everybody was wondering what models would be painting up based on the uh, polls and voting. So you'll see that. Uh, I'll show those miniatures off uh, for the judgment while, before we get started painting on that. Um, let's get to the super, super stupid, incredibly important part of the podcast, the most important part. What is everybody drinking tonight? Nerd, you're new. What are you drinking tonight? Uh, I'm drinking Wicked Grove Perseco Dry Cider from from Aldi. <laughs> okay, that's that's a thing you can drink. I would definitely try it. It's, <laughs> I, it's my first time having it. It was that or or uh, try to figure out a mixed drink to go with watermelon juice. But do but do you measure your mixed drinks? Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> I have a sister in arms. <laughs> I have never measured my mixed drinks unless it is something very specific I've never made before. But like if I'm making a dark and stormy or something like that, now nah, I just pour. 
She got it for a dark and stormy because she got it. John is it? John is in the art of measure everything, and we're all in the poor, 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 poor. Yep, yep. It looks good to me. Said in the chat, measure with your heart. I mean, we're Americans, and I know we'll use anything to not use the metric system. For fuck's sake, we don't measure with the heart, though. <laughs> oh no 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 no! See, my dad, a science teacher, taught me that my eyes were a scientifically accurate measuring device. When I asked him why he never measured anything when he cooked, <laughs> if you use the same glass or whatever for your drinks, then absolutely you'll figure out real quickly what's right. But I, I measure yeah. them. Up. Yeah, I usually just kind of like eyeball a shot. I usually under pour a little bit. So <laughs> that's not my way. Under pouring is not my way. <laughs> my stomach doesn't let me over pour. <laughs> John, what are you having tonight? Well, I'm going to start off finishing off. I got one shot left of the red stacks. I'm going to finish off that. And then I'm going to follow it up with a uh, Dr. Pepper and Fireball Whiskey. Um, I am doing the good old-fashioned H2O. Um, I do have my biopsy this week. So I just got to make sure I keep all good and fancy and keep it all hydrated. So maybe after that, I can have a little bit. Of alcohol. Um, and, and before we start to wrap through, I did mention earlier that I've not yet been able to get the parts to make the bramble, but it is still on my list. I learned about uh, a, a drink today. It was called like a tiki torch or something like that. And it was Malibu Fireball and something else. And it, I was just like, that sounds really weird, but it could also be really good. I mean, but just the idea of putting Malibu twice. and Fireball together. And I was just kind of like, oh. <laughs> No, I mean it's gonna be extra sweet. So whatever else yeah. they have, gotta have a little, gotta cut it a little bit. But yeah, Sprite. That's the opposite <laughs> of cutting it a little bit. That's actually extra sweet. Thanks. <laughs> I meant like a little bit of lime juice or something to actually cut it. Yeah, <laughs> lime. Um, do we have any shout outs? We've been out for about two weeks. I know there may have some stuff. Uh, did we Tina Turner? Yes, Tina, Tina Turner. Turner. Yes. Yep. The Queen. I mean, I can you know, icon among, among icons type thing. Yeah, absolutely. There was, there was nothing you can say about that. I mean, Tina Turner. I mean, yeah. You I could mean, say she was simply the best. Simply the best. Best. <laughs> Better than all the rest. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, Captain Izzy is checking her notes because that is her new job now of finding out who else. Oh, yeah. Oh, Ray, oh, Stevens. Ray Stevenson. Uh, yeah. Yeah, Ray Stevenson. Uh, some people call him the best Punisher, by the way. That's not true. Sorry. <laughs> he was a Punisher? He was a Punisher. When? Now, uh, a long time the, ago. The, the third Punisher movie before the Netflix stuff came out. Yeah. So gotcha. Dolph Lundgren was the first one, then you had Thomas Jane, then you had Ray Stevenson. And I'll be honest, Ray Stevenson is not the bad part of the Punisher movie. No, it was just a He bad. actually is absolutely fine in it. it the, the rest of the movie kind of lets him down. Punisher Warzone, yes, Arthur Michael Lavoie. Uh, I know like he's been in some stuff that's coming out, that's going to be coming out. Um, I think he's, he's gonna... just enjoyable in everything. I mean, I watched Accident Man not that long ago. He's in that, and he's great. Um, the stupid steampunk uh, Three Musketeers. Mm -hmm. He was at that and oh, fucking man. great in that. Uh, he's actually going to be in the new Ashoka uh, uh, yeah, series yeah, coming out. That. He's going to be in that. Um, and he, he's been in a lot of stuff. Oh, that Ahsoka. Even... That's what he's going to be in that's coming out. Yes. Yeah. Um, what was the thing? I mean, there's been plenty of things that he's been in, but. Yeah. 
he, he ah, makes the transporter Rome. Yeah, he's a, was in the transporter reloaded as the transporter's father because it was uh the guy who played the bad guy from Deadpool one as the transporter Ed Skeen. Oh yeah. Stevenson is a better part of that movie than Ed Skeen. I'm sorry, Ed Skeen's not leading man material. Sorry, Ed Skeen. I'll, I'll tell you the one thing that I remember him from more than anything was Rome, the HBO TV series. If you didn't watch oh, that, that yeah. yeah, it was really, really good, and he did really good. I mean, he was in like what? I, mean, I was looking it up. Uh, 22 episodes of Rome, and that was a great series. And for him to be in that and do all the cool stuff, it was really, really good. Mm-hmm. So, guys, I need. I knew him from Black Sails, too. Oh, oh. yep. And, okay. let's see. yep. I'm just, I'm just looking through, and I'm like, what else was he in that yep. I know? Scrolling through his IMDb. Yep. <laughs> yep. That's exactly what I'm doing. That's what we do. <laughs> yep. We always get that. Like, what have I seen? King Arthur was the first thing I saw him in. I was in King Arthur? God, I, don't even yeah, I barely remember that movie. That's the uh, the one with Keira Knightley. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Which was a big hoopla because they tried to change Kira's boob size in the pictures, and she threw a big hissy fit, and she's like, "No, leave my boob size alone." And they were getting all up, and I remember that drama because she was pissed. Yep. So, guys, we appreciate you being here. We appreciate you listening. We appreciate you watching. Even for all the people that can't be here live but listen to us on any other platform we really appreciate it it was nice meeting some of our fans um at uh, rocky top that listened to us um <clears throat> like we say if you see something say something if you can do something do something if you can't find someone that can but make sure you look after each other cheers 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 that is the tiniest mule cup. I love it. <laughs> oh, one of my people at work bought it for me because I I collect shot glasses and such. So she was in DC and like, I saw this and thought of you. I'm like, everyone sees a shot glass and thinks of me. What? No, not John. Yeah, my, my last person who worked with me who left, uh, he bought me a shot glass when he was out too. <laughs> <laughs> I may have a problem. Actually, I don't have a problem. I, I, I have a solution. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, alcohol is a solution. It is. Yes, it is. <laughs> Take one shot from every glass. <laughs> um, so we invited Nerd Holla on here, a.k.a. Nerd, uh, which is what she prefers to go by, um, because I've, I've watched you on your Twitch stream, hung out with you. I do a lot of hanging out without saying anything a lot of times because it's usually on my phone or whatever. Uh, at work, because I try to, you know, I try to support all of our people everywhere, any way of doing. But so, tell us who you are, you know, tell us how you got started, what you do, and then we'll get into some other discussions. While I flip this over to the painting cam, and uh, I'll let you talk for a little bit. That's all you. All right. All right. <coughs> uh, excuse me. <laughs> uh, hi, I'm Nerd. Uh, I run Nerd Holla Designs. Um, it has been the name of my art business, whatever form it has decided to take over many years now. But uh, I, uh, the last couple of years, I decided to venture into streaming. I started out uh, with 
almost strictly gaming and doing um, epoxy resin art at the time. Uh, then realized that that made for very short streams because it has a very quick, <laughs> it has a very limited uh, working time. But played around with that for a while. Um, then started running my D and D games uh, on there on Tuesday nights called the Tribe of Idiots. And uh, in the last year, almost year and a half now, I've started getting back into mini painting because it was something that I did back when I first started playing uh, TTRPGs when I when I started playing first edition Pathfinder um, and took a few classes, painted minis just for those games. And then it was winter. I'm like, well, I can't pour resin in the middle of winter so I'll, I'll paint minis and then fell in love with it all over again and have never turned back so what type of minis do you like to paint uh i paint <clears throat> primarily resin 3d printed minis um anything that i can get my hands on i love all kinds of characters like i've got one here that's uh little gnome versions of adam and jamie from mythbusters so like i'll paint anything from like that to a full-size 75 millimeter bust to uh i've got another one i'm working on here that's alex straza from world of warcraft so i don't know kind of whatever whatever tickles my fancy and and People seem to enjoy the vibrant colors that I like to use. I I do not shy away from bright colors. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, you shouldn't. Bright colors are awesome for that. Give your mini a pop, so to speak. Yeah, exactly. Ooh, I need to refresh that web palette. So, yeah, um, I've now gotten into doing... uh, I'm starting to now do monthly uh, one-shots for D&D. And those have been going pretty, done a couple of those. We've got some more upcoming. I'm booked all the way through October for that. Oh, wow. When yeah, I've booked, got. What do you mean by booked? Uh, I have full casts set up every month for the next, for every, between now and October. For October. So we've got, uh, we're doing Wild Sheep Chase, and I'm doing How Not to Host a Murder. We're doing some more of the Oops All Whatevers. So, I'm looking forward to Oops All Edgelords. I think that's the one I'm looking forward to most, because that's going to be the most ridiculous. Oh, I can only imagine. (laughs) Yeah, somebody gave me the idea, and I'm like, yeah, I'm going to run with that, because I know exactly who to invite. (laughs) But it's also a great way to connect with other streamers because I've been inviting other, like, my Oops All Goblins Ladies Night was all female mini painters. And it was a great way to kind of come together and get to know each other a little bit uh, in a different platform than just mini painting. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. No, that's awesome. I, I'm a little surprised to hear that you started with Pathfinder First Edition, which is interesting. Uh, yeah, that was. Um, I didn't actually start DMing until about three, four years ago, um, when my neighbor introduced me to Critical Role. Oh, that's hey. And I started learning it. 
I watched that and then started watching like or started listening to like the adventure zone and a few other podcasts um <laughs> dungeons and daddies and things... all the ones i know <laughs> yeah yeah um i think is it bardology i haven't I heard remember. of bardology, there, there's, but... there was one that i used to listen to that was all bards and it was delightful yeah. but i i decided the best way to teach myself how to play fifth edition was to start running a game. Well, funny you say that, because uh, right next to me here, I've owned up a couple times. Uh, I, I have the physician books that I purchased a couple weeks ago, uh, and I am going to learn how to do the edition way by running it for some people at work and all. Yeah, um, I invited all people that had been DMs before into my first campaign, so they were teaching, they were helping me while I was learning. And some of them had never played 5th edition, but they'd played previous editions. We have, so uh, everybody had their own experience in, in DMing. And so I started by running Yawning Portal and then decided about a year into that, started homebrewing. I think that was around the time the pandemic hit. <laughs> Sudden free time, yeah. Oh, we, have, yeah. Uh, yep. we have two brand newbies. Uh, one two veteran players who don't GM and then two veteran players who also GM in my okay. group. So it's going to be interesting. Uh, as far as the bard story, we're using the animal adventures. So you can play as a dog or cat or whatever. Aww. And the one veteran is going to play a husky bard so she can bardic inspiration. Oh, <laughs> it's I'm like, I'm sold. You're good. Let's go. I think my favorite concept for a bard that I ever heard was a puppeteer who used puppets to act out oh fight my God. scenes. That would oh be God. awesome. And our player that was doing that brought finger puppets. Oh, that's that's even better. That's oh my God, that would be great. Great. Yeah. Oh, order the stick bard, yeah. Order the stick, yes. Oh man, I haven't seen that in forever. No, I haven't. I, I've lost track of all my webcomics. It seems like they were... They've gone... Time is so tough anymore. But anyways, back to that. So you're learning 5th edition... You learned 5th edition by running it, which is interesting. Yeah. What were your thoughts on that? Do you have any uh, thoughts for newer GMs who might do the same thing? Um, honestly, like, I... I am, I am, I play with a bunch of, I have a bunch of players who are rules lawyers. I am very fast and loose with the rule set. So, but that is something I have developed as a DM over years. When I first started learning, like, a lot of it is just action economy. And remembering, like, the fact that, like, you can't, ca like, just, can't, not able to cast like two leveled spells or things like that or just kind of learning the different classes and um, how they act. I liked building characters and started reading through their different abilities and started kind of like role playing on my own on the side. Just like okay if these two characters were to interact what would happen? That's good, actually, uh, as opposed to real planning. And I know a lot of DMs have this script and everything. I, I write bullet points of, 
yeah. ideas yeah. where things could go. And because I don't, I mean, you cannot trust a player character group to do what you want at all unless you're railroading them. What? To, hence, my players named themselves the Tribe of Idiots. I did not give them that title. They named themselves that. And yeah, they are the prime example of ruining the DM's plans. And bullet points, I think, is a great way to prep. Yes. Um, Mark Holmes did a video on YouTube a while back about how he structured his notes. And I kind of took a chunk of that for doing the different bullet points and like things that like the kind of possible interactions that may happen or mm-hmm. information that they may find and just kind of keeping it fairly, open? fairly slim. Yeah. Fairly open and allowing the players to, Really more of guidelines. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> more like guidelines. And yes. and pick and choose what they wanted to interact with. Well, I agree. That's sort of my style. I had three different players on fa- who messaged me on Facebook with the uh, that Avengers uh, meme where it's like, how do you plan all the time? To- you know, how do you plan all the time? Like, that's my secret. I'm always winging it, you know. The Captain America Hulk one, I'm always winging it. I don't, I have basic plans and then fucking wing it. Yeah, uh, my my group runs on Tuesdays. I do my planning on Mondays. Because I, I do my planning, me... whatever. But you know, like I'll do a little bit of planning and then just be like, you know, fuck it, I'll wing it when it comes time because we don't need that. Yeah, yeah. A lot of the time, I am just winging it, or like when it comes to like health points on a monster, I just kind of yeah. like I they're dead. You know when what? It's fun. They should be dead now. They're dead when it's fun. <laughs> Sometimes that's important, yep. And, and there is a whole group of people, and I don't, you know, begrudge them playing their way, who are like, you can't fudge anything. I'm like, no, we can fudge everything. You're not playing in my game. You don't have to worry about it. Yeah. If your game is no fudging, that's cool. If you want the players versus DM, that is absolutely your right to play it that way. Just don't try and impose on other people. We all play our own ways. It's all good. Yeah. I have unintentionally turned into the DM that starts playing against their players, and it's 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 not fun from the DM's point of view, at least um, in my opinion. Unless that's what you were planning fun. to do. Yeah, um, it's good to teach a lesson. Once in a yes. while, you get to teach a lesson. Like, oh, you want it to be adversarial, very well. <laughs> Whatever you do, don't make the same mistake that I did. Don't give them too many magic items. <laughs> so the, from the same campaign so i was going to tell you that uh i learned my lesson on dming because we used to plan a bunch there are two distinct moments one i had an assistant dm because uh we had too many players so he's like i'm gonna help you out dm and run and stuff I'm like that's awesome dude great you get to be involved and everything and with my style he's like I, I wrote like two pages of notes i had to throw out because of what you did i'm like i'm, I'm sorry dude and then in a D campaign uh Literally, I had a, a DM like rip like six pages out of a notebook and throw them in the garbage because of what we did. And I'm like, well, now I'm learning not to do that shit. But on your point of the too many magic items, uh, we had that same campaign. We somehow fell through an anti-magic field, so we're rolling saves for all the magics, like D&D First Edition. And like, so like we're all rolling like two or three, and then like the thief and the wizard together like rolling dice like constantly. We're like, what the fuck is going on over there? Apparently they hadn't told us about like dozens of magic items. Dozens. They have about six or seven each equipped. Yeah. I just... Though the most used item in my game 
is the robe of summon bread that the player made a roll table for to figure out what he pulls out of his sleeve. Oh, here's here's a tortilla. Here's here's some holla bread. Here's a bagel. Here's here's some here's some Texas toast. Here's that's a a magic item I would love in real life. Like magic. Oh my god, that sounds great. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah, so it's the folks like that that make it there, you know, and, and I'm like you, a lot of freewheeling, I don't really worry about it. We're, uh, aside from the D&D I'm out there, we're actually currently running Genesis, which is the FFG game that is unfortunately okay. defunct and hard to find stuff for. And I will say now, if anyone needs dice for that, just check Etsy. There's people in Etsy making dice still. Yeah, which me you need to send that to Ross. Yeah, uh, but we do a lot of a lot of freewheeling, a lot of lists, roll and see what happens, you know? it's That's the, the, the fun of it. You can't be... Not early on, you want to be super structured with what you're doing. You feel like that's the way to make it fun because you probably feel like all your GMs were fucking super structured. And, uh, spoiler, they were not. Nope. Yeah. They no, I have made shit. my players so OP that they have yet to lose against a boss. I don't. I, I had a person first like, oh, I want to do this and this. It's like, do what you want. I don't like this sounds terrible. I don't care what you do. If you're enjoying it. I will make sure that other players have stuff so that they feel like they're doing it. The only yeah. rule I care about and when you're when you're trying to be min-max or you want to be powerful is, is stick preservation. As long as their shtick is fine, I don't care. Yeah. Because you're all going to have fun. And that's the name of yep. the game. Yep. I mean, you. my entire world is based on puns. Oh. <laughs> you're probably not old enough to uh, know that, but there's a book series called Xanth. By I forget the Piers Anthony. Oh, I know who Piers Anthony is. Yeah, yeah, is it's a YA series. I read it as a young adult myself, and I'm older when I look. Everywhere, oh my god! That's the first thing I think of was a ton. Your quicksand actually makes you quicker. Uh, Robert Ashman's another fine myth series is a good one to work on that. Yep, yep. That's that's like the two. Kind of the two competing one when you're getting up. Usually, when you're growing up, you either read one or the other. At least back when I was growing up. Back in what, 1975? Motherfucker, I will come through the internet. <laughs> Back in the 90s. <laughs> so if you're older than I am, keep remembering that. Not by much. I know, but still. Not by much. Well, ne- let's put it this way. Next year, I will be the answer to life, the universe, and everything. Um, okay. <laughs> well, that is actually the answer. So you are... About twenty years under under Gonzo, and about twelve years about about eight years under me. I will be fifty one in like two weeks. Two weeks? Oh yep. my god! Birthday? Oh, you don't like birthday stuff? Sorry. Yep, Xander, forty two. All right, I need help never. figuring out what what color to paint the octopus. Purple. But I got. Well, he's already got purple. Purple, so purple. Orange is going in there. I would do. Okay, point out where the octopus is on the model, please. On top of her head. On top of her head. Okay. I would do red. Her skin's red. Her skin is... Oh, okay. His camera's a little off. Um, Yeah, it's... Okay. I would say save it and do the clothes and do something so it doesn't detract or take away from the clothes. Remember, since it's on top of the head... If it's too bright, it'll take away from the rest of the model, and if it's too yeah. dark, it just won't be a thing. So yeah, I'd wait till yeah. you get. To... Now I'm looking up octopus pictures. 
Oh, yeah, it looks like it's black and white. What the hell's wrong with this? Talk about this. I was gonna type it in the chat room, but it's easier to just say it. So, Captain Amazing says she said it's a baby. Uh, one of my players in my group is missing the first character building session, but she's a veteran, so it's okay because she's turning twenty-one. And I'm like, oh god, really? Yeah. What happens in work groups? Yeah, the uh, I was well. The reason I was saying red is I was thinking coconut octopus, which are those ones that are like the reddish brown, and they've got like the white dots along the edge of the. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, I just uh, I I learned a little bit of painting from some GW guys, and the biggest thing that ever stuck with me was uh, Joe Sabota taught me of making sure your models, your colors are centered, so you don't draw someone to two one edge of the model too much. Well, this model's yeah. got boobs, so, you know, that just distracts from everything. I mean, does it? Well, she is called, uh, Mama for a reason. That just makes it creepy. <laughs> now it's creepy. Mama just killed a man. There you go, that's better. Uncreepy. <laughs> so, um... Either that or we're just gonna start going into Stewie. Mom! Mommy, mom, 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 mom. All right. I'm definitely, so one of the things on my next list is buying a DSLR camera. So I don't have to worry about this crap anymore. Yeah, that'll be, that's, that is on my list. First as a workbench, then a camera. I got the workbench. That's not a problem. Yeah, I need a bigger, I need a bigger workbench. I've just got a desk right now. Yeah, I've got an L-shaped desk, and one end is the miniature painting end, and then the other end is reading and whatever else I do. Currently, it's reading D&D books. So, yeah, you know, it works. Yeah. We want to do bigger. We want to, uh, you know, one of our listeners who's not here today challenged me to set up my airbrush. I won't tell you how long I've owned the airbrush, but I probably should set it up. Yeah, I'm in the same boat. Yeah, it's it's, it's sitting there, but we got to house stuff, you know. Not my house. I can't just throw out stuff. But actually, most of the stuff in the house is mine. That's actually funny. Anyways. Yeah, because I've got some. I've got some pieces that are definitely like, I've got a bunch of dungeon tiles that are in desperate need of primer, but I don't want to hand prime them. That that is the only thing. Now Gonzo and I are very different in that Gonzo can paint and stuff while he's watching TV or something. I cannot because I fully pay attention to it. I have stories of me doing. Uh... Horrible things in games to people because at the store I'm at, they put on something I hadn't seen before and I just end up doing something horrible. Like just, you know, no punches pulled, immediately done. Um, but, you know, that is the one thing I can do while watching something. I can prime the crap out of stuff. Yeah. A little I'm bit base gonna... code if you're being sloppy, but I'm trying not to be sloppy anymore. Yeah. I just figured, because all I've got is one tiny bottle of primer oh, to do all my dungeon. T- I figured airbrush would be the way to go. I go with the big. I go with black. It's so forgiving. This is well. This is for one specific dungeon set. Okay. Because I'm I'm using. Uh, do you know who Mike Moans is? He's a UK awesome. mini painter. Um, he's normally on in the mornings, but he I'm using one of his tutorials, and he uses the the German dark yellow from Vallejo as his base. So, hey, like I had already primed. Them, I had already primed some black. So now I get to reprime them another color. Oh. <laughs> so I'm like, I don't want to have to paint them again. <laughs> but That's I normally fair. do hand prime 
Yeah. Most of my minis, and I actually use gesso. I've heard that a lot. I just haven't. I mean, I'm still going through this bottle, so. Yeah. You know, most of it's just I grab a model. Oh, let me see. Yeah, I use I use Liquitex. I use Liquitex gesso. It lasts me forever. Just go and just prime like one or two models at a time. I've got a rotation of guys, so I'm doing some Marvel Crisis Protocol, which is my main game right now, and then do some Battle Tech. I've looked at Crisis Protocol. What's the gameplay like on that? Um, I enjoy it. It's, ooh, I mean, alternating activations makes it a bonus because. That's my opinion, the best way to play. Very objective driven because there are games I'm like, oh my god, I'm starting to get my butts whipped. I'm like, oh wait, I'm about to win on the objective, so it's all good. But it isn't okay. one you could just give up on the fighting because if you lose everyone, you do lose the game. Gotcha. So I, I've enjoyed it. It's fun. You inherently don't need a bunch of models, but as my buddy in the UK has been chatting with me occasionally, um, he's surprised how many models he's ended up with just wanting to get a couple. Gotcha. I got some 3D prints uh, of some, like, alternate models. I've got a couple over here I got because I don't like a couple models. My Deadpool broke. Both swords broke on my Deadpool. Also, not a fan. Uh, I didn't put him on the rocket because, uh, respectfully, I fucking hate that. You mean you didn't Uh, do this one? I have a problem with, uh, with... tactical bullshit on the on the base like i'm okay if it's appropriate but some yeah fuck that that is stupid <laughs> not only is it stupid it's stupid it makes the model extra hard to transport it should be a unicorn i would probably be okay with that actually i have a deadpool in here because that broke and i have an iron fist because the iron fist they made is just Correct. not good enough and i'm currently using one from what is that chibi marvel game Oh, I know what you're talking about. Where uh, they got the models. Marvels. So I, Marvels United? Yeah, Marvel's that's it. Marvels United. So yeah. I got the Iron Fist from that, just bought it on eBay, and painted that up. So I use that in the meantime, but it it, it looks a little out of place with the rest of my dudes not being cheapy. It's cool. What? <laughs> I even I've... kept it on its original base so I, with a magnet, so I can magnet onto the reg, onto the Marvel Rise size base. And then if I end up playing that game ever, I can just pull it off and go, look, I've got it. It's fine. Nice. Maybe one of these days I'll get into something, but unfortunately our local shop is so tiny. All they have is a uh, a, a, a bi-weekly Magic Night, and that's it. Yeah, so we, that's fair we, enough. That's, if you got a local shop that's like that, if you can't find players, we, uh, we are blessed by having three shops... I want to say within, I want to say within 45 minutes, actually if it's I have to make 45 minutes, it's probably four shops in 45 minutes of me easily. Five, I, used to, I used to have five or six within 45 minutes of each other. Yeah. Thinking about it, there's probably. Hey, I was from Iowa city, which was like between there and Des Moines. Those are like the cultural meccas of Iowa. <laughs> so do you like corn? No, actually. <laughs> Neither the band or the vegetable. Sorry, that's a pre ramble thing. <laughs> Pardon me while I while I while I uh side look over here. Uh big night. Go to bed. Can you redeem Transformers? And I'm gonna cheat again. Oh, uh, you can't apologize. cheat. If, hey, if I can't cheat, you can't cheat. I'm not cheating, I'm gonna transform him. See? Look, I got little crab guy. He's got a little crab claws. I love this guy. Let me transform him. That goes back. 
Back goes back. Arms go straight. He's a fucking car. <laughs> Morning, big night. I'm going to get something else here. I just haven't, I haven't put, if you can see by my display here, it is mostly not Transformers. And the only Transformer nearby is Wheelblade here. And we don't have time for me to transform Wheelblade. We have, how much time do we have? We have I another, mean, we have another 45 okay, minutes. What are the, the plushy birds behind you? Oh, the plushy birds? Okay, well, <laughs> this is Super Tommy, son of okay. Alec, and this is Alec, Alex the Honking Bird. Okay. It's from a Twitter account. Alex is the Honking Bird and make honking noises. It was super cute. And they're <laughs> plushy because they had some medical things and wanted to help out the easiest way. Unfortunately, Alex has passed, but Super Dami's still around. So, Super Dami's got a cape. Cute. Uh, I do like plushies. Uh, I know that's weird, but hey. Weird for I, I, love pl- I love plushies. I have, yeah, I need to figure out somewhere to store mine. I mostly just have my Godzilla. Uh, I have an Urban Mech, because they made a plushie Urban Mech. And then, I don't know if you can see them, but up here I have... Uh, one of the Crixjacks. What's Crix, Crixjacks, is it, uh, Gonzo? Death Harper. And then, actually, this up here, I'm sure Gonzo would like. Hold on, come here. Come here. I have a plushy Grimlock. Grimlock. Because he's awesome. Nice. Yes. He's super, yes. He's going to hang out over here next to me now because I take a while to put him back up. And there you go. I mean, I bet. Hey, I like cute things. Who cares? We're adults <laughs> we, with adult money. We can spend them on whatever we want. Exactly. I mean, hence the giant thing action figures. I will point out that I actually did not start collecting action figures again until uh, the pandemic. And then this is what I've got in a, well, showing off. I'm going to start rotating the collections. We'll see over stuff because I know you guys only see over here. This is the newest, the newest piece. Indiana Jones. Excellent. Indiana Jones. Uh, I heard you that were... in the media section. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's a very good, it's a solid likeness of him. It's not, there's like different ones. It's, it's a good likeness. So, and that's important to me to a extent. Anyways, uh, role playing. Sorry, we got off topic a lot as I do. Uh, yeah, I was going to say the next campaign that I'm going to be running, actually, I'm flipping the tables on my players. Um, so instead of having the current campaign where they all have way too many magic items and there's megafauna and like beast folk and all sorts of stuff. We're flipping the tables and going to a low magic setting. So I like low magic actually. Um, yeah. When we did a lot of D and D fourth edition um, because we're miniature gamers also. So D and D fourth edition hit both those itches at once. Um, and you know, DD Fourth Edition has a multitude of flaws, like any edition of D anD. d The biggest one is that it expects you to have a certain bonus worth of magic items at a cert by a certain level. So, like gotcha. by tenth level, it expects you to have plus two in all the various things you can have. Damn. And unshockingly, I thought that was bullshit. So instead, I just mathed it and changed the math so you get the bonuses. So if I give you a sword that's plus one to hit, it's plus one to hit above the curve. So it's actually...
actually a bonus, not an expectation. Gotcha. And then you can give a lot less magic items. Someone's like, I got a sword that gives you plus one hit. That is great, because it's literally just plus one above the curve. I have an advantage now. Not just, oh, I'm expected to have a plus two, and I don't have a plus one. Oh, God, I'm behind. Yeah, so we're going to be calling it uh, Wielders and Wolves. And actually, uh, my partner and I are going to be uh, co-DMing two separate groups that will affect each other. Oh, that's awesome. So we're going to have the Magic Wielders and the Magic Hunters. Okay. That's cool. Yeah. So I'm I'm looking forward to that. We, we just kind of been throwing stuff together in the last week or so. Um, and I did a bunch of world building on stream, which thank you to everybody that's coming and helped me name things and giving me uh, ideas. And... That is such the hardest part. Like, there's a million random name generators out there, and kudos to everyone who maintains those on the websites, because, man, when you need a name, fucking just, sometimes just, oh, boom, name, good, yay! Yep, that's how we ended up with an oasis named Wonderwall. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough, I got that reference. Yep. Whereas, like, as opposed to, like, just, like, I was trying to come up with something that you would call, like, specifically, like, the the capital city of a tribe of sun elves versus moon elves versus, like, the orcs, which, of course, we had to slip a daka daka in there. I mean, yeah. <laughs> My, uh... uh... My current game is actually uh, based off an old cartoon called Thunder the Barbarian. Oh, I love Thunder! So, yeah, it's uh, it's very much in the normal world, but in the future. So, you know, they are they don't know where they are, I'm not going to tell them. But there's a lot of towns that named Freedom something something. <laughs> so, obviously, they're still in the U.S. <laughs> so, we haven't gotten too far, and it's been a lot of cancellations, but that's okay. Yeah. It's just fun just to play a different system and just have, you know, just different stuff. Yeah. That's the thing people forget, you know, like the reason something like uh, Gamma World came out way back in the day is because people had, there was Expedition to Barrier Peaks or something like that, had just random magic items, magic items that were actually like super high tech stuff. Yeah. That's super cool. You know, it's 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 fun to throw in once in a while to your to your players to mix it up. Yeah, but I also I also enjoy the fact that I have made sure that I've not become the forever DM. I know so many other DMs that are just like, yeah, you're I have not to shoot my own horn. I'm a pretty decent role player. Um, And so I've been invited into groups to help encourage role play in other players and have gotten the chance to experience a variety of different systems now. Um, one, one that I particularly like that I would love to get my hands on is one called Tefra. It's a steampunk world based on a D12. Okay. Because um, everything's clockwork, so everything's 12. Well played, team. Well played. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I, I was thinking for everyone, like, well, D12's a good die, has enough results and everything, rolls pretty well. <laughs> yep, 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 yep. So, because yeah, it's it's a steampunk clockwork, everything's based on a D12 system. Um, right now, my fr- uh, I'm just getting into a campaign, we're playing Pokey Roll, which is 
Pokemon trainers. Awesome. So, which is completely new for me. Like, I never played the Pokemon games. I played Pokemon Go, and I've watched a little bit of the cartoon, but for the most part, this is brand new for me. Um, we've played Urban Shadows before. Um, what was it? Stars Without Numbers? Mm-hmm. Um, we tried another one for a while and ended up switching to... Just stars beyond numbers. Um, but yeah, we've <laughs> thirsty sword lesbians, I think has to be my favorite in terms of one of our just like pickup games that we played on an off week. Oh yeah. That's a good, that's a good system. And it's actually <laughs> won quite a lot of awards because it is a good system. Yeah. It's also great because it makes certain people rage and that makes me happy. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I am unfortunately the Forever DM. The last game I played was a very long time ago, and it was the Through the Breach, the Malifaux role-playing game. Ooh, I played I like a couple sessions of things between then, but not like anything more than like a handful of sessions. Gotcha. Malifaux has definitely drawn my interest, though I hope they've gotten better with their instructions for the assembly of their minis. <laughs> They have not. No, that's unfortunate. I probably won't be painting them then. <laughs> it's they're hit or miss. I love the models for the most yeah. part. Once in a while, I'm just like, the fuck is this? Out of here. I really want that keg golem. Oh, he's actually he's a good one to assemble. I yeah. I actually have one around here somewhere. I got one. I get a. There was a time when I was just happened to be that person who hit the... It was on Facebook at the right moment to be like, I'm getting rid of all this stuff. Like, I'll take it. <laughs> and you get all the random stuff, so... Yeah, the... Uh, what is it called? The Whiskey Golem is great. Oh, the Whiskey Golem. Thank you. I was trying to remember the name. I just, the last time I saw it, my buddy, uh, Fra- no nickname Frank, was playing it, and I unfortunately murdered the crap out of it. He was sad. Aww. I mean, <laughs> it happens sometimes. <laughs> Malifaux is a occasionally unforgiving game where if you put, you know, if you put your paper out there and I got scissors, it's, it's going to cut. Which will also be at Warfare Weekend, by the way. Yes, it will. We will have a Malifaux tournament at Warfare Weekend. Awesome. A couple of them, actually. But yeah, so well, I, here's I, here's a fun not... question for you guys. Right. Mm-hmm. What was the first RPG you ever played? Oh, my God. <laughs> For let's me, show, it was let's show, Amber. Let's show our age. Amber, huh? Okay, that is a shocking answer. I've played Amber. We did that in high school. Maybe. That was my introduction in elementary school, like elementary, junior high. What's that tracks about age wise? Um. So, do you mean the first one we got, or the first one we played? First one you played. First one I played. First edition D and D. Let's just get it out of there. It was late seventies. Uh, I'm gonna say the first one I played was actually the Marvel superhero game from TSR way, way back in the day. Oh. The game is still enjoyable as heck. Mine was like this first edition D and D. My brother bought the first edition and was like, "Hey, let's try this out." And I was like, "I want to play." He's like, "Okay." Oh, 
Xander Vorder yeah. says Xander Vorder says Palladium. Do you mean the Palladium fantasy role playing game or a different Palladium game? Because Heroes Unlimited was number two. That's a Palladium game, superhero game. Shock. John likes superhero games. They also did the Robotech game, and John likes Robotech. This is not a shock to anyone. Fantasy? Okay, interesting. That's a solid hack of D&D. Like, that's probably one of their better games back in the day, is the play fantasy role-playing game. Yeah, so, I went I went from Amber to, to Hero Quest. Okay. okay. That's different. Because <laughs> that's what the kids across the street had. I mean, yeah, if that's what they're playing, that's what they're playing. No, and, I've then gone... I didn't play, and then I didn't play again until my late 20s. No, we were junior high, I want to say. We did a bunch. We did some Robotech. I was running it. We did some Here's Unlimited. I was running it. You'll see a constant theme. Um, the first, now I'll tell you, the first role-playing game that I bought with my own money was actually Star Frontiers. I still have it over on the shelf. Ooh, I've <laughs> heard of that one. Yes. Yeah, well, hopefully for not the wrong reasons, because there was in the news recently for not the right reasons. Uh... Well, I, I I don't know anything about that, so... Good, good. I think that's been <laughs> quashed completely, but... Um, but no, yeah, it's, that's that's surprising, yeah. Um... Yeah, I, I grew up playing Magic the Gathering, like most, like a lot of kids in the 90s. I, I was the pariah that put googly eyes on my rat decks and just swarmed the shit out of everyone. <laughs> I do remember the beginnings of Magic the Gathering. I was in college, and it's a good thing because that had come out when I was in school. I don't. I things that went poor. I know guys who flunked out of MIT because Magic the Gathering. See, it was, I was in the military when it came out, and I was started playing in beta, and I had a complete beta set, and I sold it as soon as I got out of the military, and I'm kicking myself in the ass. I mean, if it was what you needed to do at the time, who cares? Yeah. Look, yeah. at my youth, I traded three magic cards for a computer monitor to get my first computer up and running. I thought I was doing well, and I think I did do well. My the I, first the first card game I ever bought ended up like bombing horribly because it came out right at the same time as as one of the Magic the Gathering. Uh, sets it came out as when the star wars card game came out i tried i thought the x files card game was going to be the shit and it went <laughs> nowhere <laughs> so you don't know this would be nerd but i actually ran and or managed a gaming store for a very very long time okay so i know all those card games the x files game actually was reasonably popular in this area but never a big one it never got any real real push but we did i mean there were some cards for it that were useful um yeah. the big one we tried all of them like we were doing magic then me and the uh the military guys near fort meade in uh, maryland and okay. uh, we tried wyvern that did not oh, go yeah. very well we we played that for a little bit and like mm, magic fuck this thing the D D card game spellfire oof. oh yeah i remember that not a very good game um yeah there's a bunch of them uh but there's still some we lament going by the wayside uh there's one called uh um, shadow fist that me and my local crew love we've bought cards i mean as recently as their last set but they're not around anymore we played the role-playing game based off of it because it was a cool universe um god there's so many out there so many that came out and failed like everything they were trying to make a card game out of 
uh, Ultimate Combat, which is like magic, but instead of monsters, instead of creatures, you had martial arts moves you would use against other people's martial arts moves. I know people who would have played that. It was a solid game. Like, I actually remember that. I don't remember what company made it off the top of my head, but I remember. So we went to back when, um, what is it called? Origins moved from city to city. Back in the day, it was more of a general gaming convention to move from city to city. It was in Philadelphia. And we went up there, and we had all this stuff we'd gotten at my local store. Uh, I was working there. And we had all the Ultimate Combat stuff, and they came by and said, wow, how much are those your boxes of our stuff? I'm like, uh, this much. They're like, we're going to buy them all. I'm like, yours. I'll give you a discount even. Everyone else was like, well, you can't sell this thing because we've got an exclusive license. Like, uh, Illuminati was a card game. It was actually a fun card game. Steve Jackson Games. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that game. It's a fun game. And, and you know, whoever whoever had, like, Crazy Igor, whoever had, like, they had exclusive rights to sell it, which is bullshit. There's no such thing. But they tried to pull that shit, you know. So we're like, sure, cool. Hey, if you buy this land card for five bucks, I'll throw in a box of that uh, card game you're looking at. <laughs> Don't mess with me. Come oh, on. man. Thinking of Steven Jackson games, it just... <sighs> I played so much Shay Geek in high school, or not in high school, but in college. Look, I mean, I I lament the Steve Jackson games isn't putting out as much anymore. They're not the name they were back when I was started because they, like, people laugh at GURPS or whatever, but GURPS was a formative game of role playing. Like it Wait, was. Wait, that's a Steven Jackson game. I never knew yeah, that. Yeah, GURPS is a huh. solid game. It just has. I feel like it has a certain narrow scheme where it's perfect vaguely normal people-ish you know not super powered or anything that that vaguely like a star you could run a hell of a star trek game with it anything that sort of uh the expanse anything that sort of theme normal people-ish it would run very well but when you start getting into the superheroes or even like the high fantasy spells are a lot weird in it and it starts to fall apart a little bit but it was a good game i still have some of the books they were such good source material like they were the original oh hey something cool came out let's make a gurps book on you know whatever it is gurps wild cards the wild cards t- uh, um book series you read those they did that it was interesting they would do any of that stuff i like i said it's a little too bad that people just know them fucking uh, munchkin which is Yep. All due respect, not a great game. It's fun if you play it right. Ah, two faces on one. Ah. <laughs> Gotta fix that. Fixing it. Look at my co- look at my collection of toys. Wait, no, I'm not. That's not even. It, the thing that makes it funny is that like there is a box over there and there and there of more. I just gotta start changing them out. Right now, I've got the the six inch figures on display here. Because uh, I've got the new Snake Eyes from uh, the, the cartoon accurate one, Beta Ray Bill, Vincent and Old Bob, and I don't know, imagine you necessarily know who those are. It's fine. And then Timber. No, I don't. It's from a Disney movie called The Black Hole, which is one of my favorite movies. Um, yeah. I've heard of it. Oh, man. That's a classic. I, it is. Scientifically, it is not terribly accurate, but it is an interesting sort of like it's Disney, but it's like it gets dark. It is, yeah, it's pretty dark for a Disney, but it's an and old it's got, Disney movie though. And it's got a hell of a cast. 
like a huh. hell of a cast. Ernest Borgnine, Maximilian Schell, Anthony Perkins. Just like, holy shit, this is a good cast. Yeah, it is. It was one of those like sci-fi movies you see as a kid and you latch on to. Everyone's got one. Oh, let's see. What was it for me? Um, man, probably because I grew up 20 minutes from Riverside, Iowa, future birthplace of James T. Kirk. It was always Star Trek in our house. Well, then, in that case, what is your opinion of Star Trek, the motion picture, the first one? Or the slow motion picture, if some people call it. <laughs> uh, I pretend it doesn't exist because my brother watched it so much our tape recorder ate it. Fair. <laughs> yes, Andrew Vorlord, I said the black hole. I love the black hole. I have the soundtrack. I have the collector's tin. I... Obviously, Vincent Oldbaum, Maximilian's over there. Like, come on. It, it was supposed to be Disney's answer to Star Wars. It was... The funny thing I find is that everyone's answer to Star Wars was not really an answer as far as the box office was confirmed. None of them hit the same way because you had the black hole, you had Message from Space, which is a Japanese one. Everyone's like, this is going to be the next Star Wars. It was very much not the next Star Wars. I've seen it. The best thing I say about it is it's got Sonny Chiba in it. Yes, Andrew, it, it would give you nightmares. It, it is vaguely horrorish. It is not the same subgenre of Star Wars. It's not, you know, space fantasy. It's got a little bit of horror elements in it. Makes it different. Anyway, yeah, horror media elements. section. I don't know. That's fine. Horror. Oh, horror. Okay. Yeah, I, horror. horror. My mind's always horror. in the gutter. You know that. Also, I've been drinking. I may be slurring my words lately. <laughs> it's possible. <laughs> right. So, uh, for the people that don't know, this is our media section. If you're new... Uh, we have two type of rating systems we're going to go over, and this is where we talk about anything we've read, watched, you know, it, whatever, any type of media. Um, we have two rating systems. First rating system is, is it close, closer to Casablanca, or is it closer to Cats the Movie? And then you can go even one worse, Cats the Movie, where the buttholes are digitally added in. And we can talk about that a little bit later. <laughs> For well, everybody to know, could, there was... Or we could not. There was a version... Where they digitally added buttholes to all the cast members on the cats. Like, and... <laughs> there's a version. I have not actually seen that that was actually a version, but allegedly there's a version. Yeah. But then we also have a rating system based on space herpes. As we all know, you don't want herpes. So the fewer space herpes, the better. Zero, perfect movie. Five, bad, the worst movie. Uh, and it is also based cats. on. Yeah, <laughs> aka cats. And if you're kind of wondering what the space herpes is, Go watch the movie Ice Pirates. Be forewarned, it is a product of its time, and yes. there is there's some very if you're inappropriate. Like ten words. or eleven when you see it, it's great. Yes. And now <laughs> Nowadays, if you're forty two when you see it, yeah. probably not going to hit the same way. <laughs> but it does. You have to remember that this was made back in the early eighties, and certain things were appropriate type stuff. So, mama, you... baby, mama, baby. <laughs> it's because he's perfect that is the best line in the entire thing yes. it is absolutely the best line in the movie why did you make the robot black because I wanted it to be perfect <laughs> <laughs> and you gotta watch it because the whole scene that leads up to that is <laughs> great <laughs> what is this called again ice pirate ice pirate, ice pirate. what it is it's, it's, a, it's a sci-fi show where like water is like the rarest substance in the galaxy. And so they freeze it 
so you can you know transport it and it's about a group of ice pirates that steal it from people and the adventures they go on Wait a minute, yep. Angelic Robert Urich and Angelica Houston and Ron Perlman. Oh yeah, there is Ron Perlman. Yeah, yeah. What? Yes. Okay, I'm totally looking this up later. <laughs> it is a great movie, but it is so bad. I mean, it's a product of its time. You is know, it the a sexism. No, but is it a great movie? Yes. yes. Uh, I'd have to rent it, it but it, it might be worth it. It's wor- it'll be worth it. It's worth I... three dollars. Yes, I own it. <laughs> I bought it on Blu-ray. It was one of our, we do, we used to do a movie night with uh, uh, two of my friends, Alex and Anna. So me and my buddy Norrin would get together. We'd find two movies that were one shitty and one good that were in the same sort of genre. Okay. And we would watch those. And that was one of Ice Pirates. And I forget what the good one was that time. But (laughs) it all started because Alex, um, my old podcast, was a patron and made me go see uh, Batman vs Superman: Dawn of Justice in the theater. I'm sorry. And then it came out with the extended edition. He's like, "Well, what did it take to get you to see it?" I'm like, "I'm not." It's like, "What if I come over with the copy and alcohol?" I'm like, "Right, I'm in then. Okay, I can do that." <laughs> That's like my friend talking me into watching Twilight, but the only way she got me to watch Twilight was with the riff tracks. Oh my god! <laughs> I've just seen clips from riff tracks. It seems like magical. I have the Griff Tracks game. That's pretty magical. Yes. Awesome. Uh, Captain Missy says, do not watch Ice Pirates Sober. That's fair. Many movies are a lot better if you're a little... little Inebriated. Yes. <laughs> All right. So I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight things to talk about. Yeah, John? Yep. Does this. <laughs> um, in two weeks. Hold on. I want to say I have three but I only remember two off the top of my head. Nerd? Uh, I've maybe got two or three. Okay, so That's... I'll go first like usual. Um, so we you know, we went to the convention, and anytime we go to the hotel room, we usually put it on the Food Channel so we can watch Food Network. Uh, okay. Well, this hotel didn't have it. It's like our, our ritual is to watch the Food Network Channel. They didn't have it, so we had to watch, you know, what are the things. And I can't believe I watched it, and I can't believe I remember it. Because it was such a shitty fucking movie, Beneath the Planet of the Apes. Um, is that the second one? Yeah, it's the second one where they go underneath and they have the nuclear bomb and, and they just. And Charlton Heston lasts about three seconds. Yeah. Oh my and gosh. Then James Con. I can't remember. Con. Wait, wrong Con. Oh. Yeah, wrong Con. But <laughs> hold on, I'm the IMDb. That I think that's the James Con one. But I mean, it it is so bad. It is. I mean. Oh. It is horrible beyond belief. It's not even a good, you know, you you have to look past, you know, the special effects and all that stuff because it's a product of the time. But even the story is just horrible and it's just really bad. I'm not going to give it It doesn't even have Roddy McDowell in it. Yeah. (laughs) So I'm not going to even give a rating because it was so shitty. Because it's a product of the time, and it was made so so long ago that nineteen seventy. Yeah, you just can't. You just gotta let it go. But it means no, no. You have to give it a rating. Fuck, I, I can't give it cats, but I'm gonna give it like a four because it was so bad. A four, and then a much closer to cats than the Casablanca. Correct. I mean, it's just it's just not good. Um, but it was on, and we just had to watch something. So, <clears throat> John, watch something to that. Um. 
So I was last week going like, I'm going to catch up on that new Amazon series. We watched the first three episodes on and the last three episodes are out. But at the time, I couldn't remember the name of it. So I'm like, it's brand new. Amazon's going to have it right there on the front page. It was not on the front page. In fact, I keep looking through stuff and I'm like, I can't find it. So I'm like, well, fuck it. I know. remember now that the name is Citadel, but I couldn't remember that. Now it's back uh... on the front page. I don't know what happened. So I still haven't watched the last half of that. Sorry, Gonzo. Um, so that's like, on my list. I'm going to watch, uh, start off watching the third season of Jack Ryan. Which is the last season, isn't it? No, next season is the last next season. Next season is the last I know the last season is out. So I click it and start, and I'm like, man, this is like the coldest cold open ever. But okay, I'm in. I'm following stuff. All this stuff's going on. And I'm like, man, this is like, like I feel like this is like that James Bond. They're finishing up the last mission before they get to the next mission. And they get the episode, I'm like, man. That really seemed like the last episode in the series. So I go back and I look. It was the last episode in the series. <laughs> Apparently my roommate had watched uh, it upstairs, not on his computer. So it went back to the last episode and we watched that. So I know how it ends now. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> now you got to figure out how they get there. Exactly. But I will say... When you can watch the last episode of a series and not be completely lost, and you can sort of follow the broad strokes of what's going on, they've done a good job. Oh yeah. They didn't. They didn't pander. They didn't spell everything out. There's no recap or anything. It's just you're like, okay, I can see what's going on here. You you get the broad strokes. It's good. So, I mean, based on that, I'm going to give it. You know, I'm not going to give it a full rating, but I'm going to say I feel positive about it because I could understand what was going on in the episode, even not having seen the first whatever six or seven episodes in the series because <laughs> it started on a brain. Nerd, what you got? Uh, I've got Last Night in Soho. Oh, that's on my list. Not, which not... was absolutely fantastic and not only good acting, I love Edgar Wright as a director. Yes. I'm the music not... was fantastic. Casting was great. And the visually probably one of the more interesting movies I've seen in a while in the way that they did some of like, it's kind of hard to explain. It's like borderline murder mystery, but this girl's having flashbacks to like stuff that happened in the sixties. Mm-hmm. But like there are scenes where you're like seeing the characters like cross each other or be like right next to each other, but not actually interacting with each other. And it's just really, really well done. I definitely put it closer to Casablanca than Cats. Oh, but I'd probably give it I don't know, two. Okay. okay. That's a good one. Yeah, that's on my list. I, I do like Edgar Wright's director. I've liked um, everything I've seen. Yeah. Let's I mean, let's put it this way. Matt, uh, Matt Smith does a much better job of being the bad guy in this than he does in uh, Morbius. I have not. It has not been Morbin time for me yet because uh, <laughs> I like to say I have standards. They're low. If something gets that bad of reviews that quick, I'm like, mm -mm. yeah, yeah. I think Gonzo watched it and hated it. But oh, that's yeah. not surprising. I Everybody I know who's watched it has hated it, so I've just actively avoided it. I am just so happy that they talked so much about it on Twitter and got it trending that they re-released it in the theater for it to fail a second time. Oh, yeah. That is amazing. 
Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah. They, yeah. they were like, oh, there people are talking about it. Let's re-release it. And it yeah, some of them even just worse. saw that it was trending. And rather than researching it, they said, it's trending. We need to get it back in the theater for a second run. We can make our money. And no, they did. They did not. Okay. <laughs> uh, yes, Enderworld are so many bad, so many Marvel movies. But, mm. I mean, not the Spider-Man ones. Not the Spider-Man. Yeah. Um, I'm going to tell you a, a few things that are, happened that I watched. Still watching Citadel. Still enjoying it. There's a new spinoff, and it did get renewed for another season, so I'm happy about it. Uh, okay. I'm going to try and finish that up, so don't give us a full review. I, no, I, I'm, I'm going to wait until you're done so we can talk about it, but I did want to say uh, I'm caught up. I'm liking it. It's been renewed, and there is a spinoff series in the Citadel universe coming out. Okay. So I'm before it's that. They spend less money, because remember, they said, like, the, oh, the rumors, yeah. and I haven't confirmed, but they sent $300 million on six episodes. I don't fucking know how you do that. Yeah. Um, so watching Silo, which is on Apple Plus, uh, and started watching a new show called Griffin, um, that is, it's a foreign TV show, uh, I think it's on Amazon Prime, and it's not been too bad, uh, just a little interesting, I'll wait for reviews, but the one thing I wanted to give a good review on is, this last week was the ending, and my heart hurts, um, oh, Ted Lasso? Ted Lasso. I will say this, this show is they need, we need more shows like Ted Lasso. We need more Everybody positive. Everybody keeps telling me to watch it, but I just can't. I couldn't get I, into it. Oh, it's on is... my list to get to get uh, Apple Plus, Apple TV for that because I've seen some clips and it looks. Uh, it is. It's good. It is so amazing. I was talking to a friend of mine, and this show, you know, it starts off kind of weird and everything. You're like, really, a soccer show? And then you're like, get into it, and you're like, man. The writing in this is good. The story is good. The characters are great. And they get into it and you cry almost every episode. And it's usually good, happy tears. And like, there's always good representation. Characters are building. Characters are evolving. Like uh, the clips I've seen have been so uplifting character development. has yes. been like, like it's, I feel like it's might be what people need in their lives and things are oh, being yeah. negative. Watch it be. We had a discussion about this because, like, well, this... I'll have to add it to my list then, and maybe finally give in and start watching more than two episodes. Oh yeah, give it a little <laughs> bit. And I mean, I I really like it. It reminds me of the Good Place. The Good Place started off like eh, and then by the end of it, I've watched the entire series twice. I uh, just started the Good Place. Oh, it's by the end of it, you'll have to you have to message me and uh, get some tissues. <laughs> okay. <laughs> get some tissues. Um, but I even use one of the quotes from Ted Lasso with my people, which is, you know, don't judge, be curious. Yes. Yes. You know, he stole it from somebody, I like but like, that. I, that I'm like, I tell him that cause we're in customer service. So people, they start to judge people. I'm like, don't judge them. Just be curious. Figure I mean, out this... Why are they so upset? You know, that kind of thing. It's, it's good words. I mean, I, I've liked this and the good place and these happy, good feel type TV series that I really can't watch. Like, someone told me to watch Secession on HBO, and I go, I can't get into it because it's rich people being shitty to themselves and shitty to other people, and I don't need that in my life because that happens all the time. That is how life is, and I don't need to see that. I want to see more shows like Ted Lasso. Don't get me wrong. I like my, you know, post-apocalyptic and, you know, the boys and all that stuff, but there is something about Ted Lasso. 
Oh, remember what I said? Like, people are like, oh, John, you don't watch X series. That's like post about it. I'm like, look, I feel like there's only enough negativity in you to watch one episode of humanity fucking each other over, over during the apocalypse. Yeah. And I chose Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> so, yes. No, yes. no, no, no uh, Walking Dead or any of that. That I felt like that was good. There's good, you know. But I feel like you can't because you watch too much negativity. It's why I stopped watching Andor. I told you, it felt like it was too. And Picard season two, I was like, it feels like you're hitting too hard on actual issues that are right this moment. Correct. And I don't want to be reminded of them. I want escapism a little bit. Yeah. Oh, have but... you seen Last of Us? I have not. John, John won't watch that one. I, I did. I love the shit so, out of it. I've heard it's good. I won't. I mean, it's also vaguely zombie based, and I don't like zombie stuff at all. Yeah, it's it's vague. Fair. Yeah, it, it it's it's one of the most perfect series out there too. But, but it John, is also is a is a Shaun of the Dead. <laughs> uh, Shaun of the Dead is the last zombie thing I watched that I liked. Fair, fair. That is my favorite zombie movie. Yeah. It, I prefer my zomcoms. Exactly. It 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 hit the notes all right. Yes. You know. Never really, but not really a fan. Like, you know, it's. I have a big theory of zombies. The zombies should be slow and pondering, and the problem with them is that there's so many of them. You know, when you get the 28 days later or whatever that is, you yeah. know, that kind of thing. It's like, those aren't zombies. It, it, you take, you change the dynamic of it. Yeah, I'm, I'm not even a horror guy in general. I like my horror with something else. I like my horse or something else Same. too, but like you know, uh, Army of Darkness. Yes, or yes. with a ton of comedy. Yes, uh, but I'm gonna give Ted Lasso. It's a zero. Zero spice yeah, RPs. No is one, there. One of my greatest series of all time. I'm gonna miss it a lot. Uh, John. Right. So I'm trying to think of what else I watched. I know I watched something last week. I want to talk about that wasn't me watching the last episode there. But until I think about it. So I talked about Zulu two weeks ago or three weeks ago. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so uh, today, what? I I watched Raiders of the Lost Ark in the theater. What? I'm so jealous. They they had the fathom. It's off Wednesday, and also I just can't make Wednesdays because I have to work a single hour from seven to eight p.m. So I have I to start can't... looking at Fathom again. Um, now my highlights are different your highlights, but they're doing a year of Studio Ghibli. Oh, oh so, they just did that. They we had that here like a year or two ago. So well, they're still they're still they're doing going through all of them. Uh, I think Kiki's Delivery Service is next. Nice. But they're gonna have. I mean, if you missed any of those, God, watch them in the theater. The last time I went to a Fathom event was when they did the 20th anniversary of Fifth Element. Oh, I missed that one. Oh, there's there's a, a lot movie. I missed. That's and, my favorite movie. Oh, that's that's a. I've always said that movie is way better than it has any right to be. Yes. Like it, it does not deserve to be that good, but everything fits together perfectly and like, we're great. Do you know who was originally, do you know who they originally wanted for Ruby Rod? No. Prince. He would have killed it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he would have killed it. It would have been a totally, di- he would He would have been less obnoxious than Chris Tucker, which is not really a shock. Chris Tucker's default <laughs> is obnoxious. Yes. <laughs> It's actually, I have a hard time rewatching the Rush Hour movies. Anyways, but I watched Raiders of the Lost Ark in the theater. It is also playing Wednesday for those of you with fans of events near you in case you decide you want to see it. Um, but what can I say? It's Raiders of the Lost Ark. It is great to see it on the big end. That's 
actually uh, Temple of Doom. Oh, damn it. <laughs> Which I'll note, if you want to watch them oh. chronologically, like so there's a whole thing you should watch Raiders chronologically. And uh, I've done a lot of listening to this. There's an old podcast. There's a lot of movie podcasts. And a guy was like, loves Temple of Doom because when you watch them chronologically, you watch the first part of The Last Crusade. Mm-hmm. Where it's young Indiana Jones, River Phoenix, mm-hmm. rest in peace. Yep. Then you watch Temple of Doom because it takes place chronologically before Raiders of the Lost Ark. And Indiana Jones is all fortune and glory. He's a mercenary. He's more of what Bullock is in fucking Raiders of the Lost Ark. And then Raiders of the Lost Ark, he's, at the end of that movie, he's turned around. He's now an actual archaeologist. You know, it belongs in a museum. And then Raiders of the Lost Ark happens, he has that arc. And then you go into the rest of uh, The Last Crusade. And then you watch... I mean, if you hate the last movie, then you don't watch... uh, Crystal Skull. Crystal Skull, but I don't. I I've really never think seen Crystal Skull. Only one scene doesn't fit in, and that's because it's a little too silly and a little too CGI. The okay. rest of it's fine. It's not. I, I'm of the opinion that actually, like, their quality is in, in direct relation to their release schedule. Raiders is the best. Temple Doom is second best. Last Crusade is third best. And hear me out. It's because, and it's not that movie's fault. It's because it's a product of its time. Mm. They needed to fit comedy in. So they took Marcus Brody and Sala and made them comedic. When if you see both of them in the first movie, they're not they're comedic. Not. No. They're no. serious not people. Not at all. Yeah. But, you know, so like I don't discuss, it's still a fun movie. It's a great time. And so back to Raiders, it is still a great time. The pace, like you don't realize that you know all the beats of Raiders. You don't realize that that movie is paced fucking well. You don't spend too much time on anything. Like they're like, in the beginning, like the the chase scene took six. It was six minutes of screen time. How long did it take to film? Like that's not six minutes. I'm like, man, they fucking made a great chase scene in six minutes. But the whole thing just hit still. I mean, yeah. it's like there are things you're like, oh, this doesn't necessarily fit. You know, uh, Marion's a bit more of a damsel in distress than she would be in a modern movie, and that's fine. Um. At least she can hold liquor better than all the male characters in the fucking movie. <laughs> it's true. But it still hits great. It is enjoyable. It, I mean, it's zero. It's zero space herpes. And it is, since I'm rating things on it and it's an older movie, I would put it, since I've been rating Casablanca, Zulu's below that, I would put this right about par with Zulu in that top tier older movie because it's just good every time you watch it. Hey, Legion, you are <laughs> late as fuck. You are late as fuck. <laughs> Um, third, what else you got? Uh, let's see. I went to see Guardians 3. Oh, that's on my list, but man, on my list movies too. Are um, bring your tissues. No, of course. Uh, look, Guardians 2 at the end made me, made me ball. Like, yeah. I, I have so long said that I like the Guardians movies and I hate the Guardians in other movies, except for Rocket. Rocket, fine, but. Yeah. But, uh, it's. I don't know. I, I kind of put it as the first one's great, second one's okay, third one's good. Okay. Okay. I actually which like actually the is, is... better than the first one, but okay. I didn't care much for the second one, honestly. That's fair. But I have a love-hate relationship with Kurt Russell. Okay. That's... So, 
But that but, goes back to that goes back to childhood. <laughs> wait, 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 which movie? Which movie? The computer wore tennis shoes. Oh, oh man! So old school. Okay, you're going way, yeah. way back. Yeah. But, but since then, he's done Big Trouble in China and Tombstone, which are just both. Yeah. Like just taking those two out of his entire catalog, which is intense. Those two are amazing. But he also made Captain Ron. Oh yeah, that was horrible too. You know, I've been trying to forget that. <laughs> <laughs> and honestly, and I hate to say this because people love it, he's not. I, exactly I would, I would great give it. I would give it one space herpy. Okay. Okay. That seems fair. Um, yeah, let's see. I have to try and make it after work because I'll be honest. Sunday at the local mall to get to the theater is not good. That no. Um, okay, so something was on, and I had to watch it because it is such a classic, and it is such in my childhood, and I watched it anyway because... Do what? I feel like you're trolling us. You're setting us up. You're buttering no, I'm us setting up. you up because it's actually really good. Um, because this, I remember all the time, and this is what, you know, this is like, oh, this is such great. I want to run stories. I want to do games on this. And it's the Raskin and Basque, The Hobbit. Um... The cartoon just brought back so many memories. It is the only Hobbit movie that we're going to talk about ever. Um, I'm going to watch there. so we can talk about something else. <laughs> Look, but I don't hate the Hobbit movies. Their their no, biggest yeah. problem is they're not as good as the Lord of the Rings movies. Yeah. That is their biggest problem. Yeah, they 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 tried to do too much and too and did yes. it the wrong way. Oh God, um, dare I ask you what you think of Rings of Power? Uh, I'm okay with Rings of Power so first far. Okay. And was like, that was fine. And then never went back to it. But I mean, this one, there was something about the Lord of the, Re- the, the Hobbit in this cartoon form that is just pure good cartoon, good fun. Uh, they do the songs, as Big Jim Slade is talking in there, uh, do the Tolkien mm-hmm. songs, even the songs, you know, the orcs sing their songs. Everything happens really good. And I, anybody says anything in the Hobbit, I says you mean the Raskin and Bass one because I don't, you know, that's that's what I grew up on, and it was just solid. It was just solid. I enjoy the shit out of it. It's always going to be a zero for me. I'm gonna throw some some stuff out. I have only seen it all the way through once when I was really really young and never revisited it. Yeah, but you also liked, uh, you know, Ready Player One, so we won't talk about that. <laughs> Oh, do you want to go on that one? Huh? Are we talking about the book or the movie? The movie. <laughs> See, I didn't hate the movie. Gonzo hated I, the movie. I knew going into it that it wasn't going to be anything like the book because uh, Spielberg being? doesn't Spielberg doesn't self-reference, so they had to sneak references in there. So it cut out like half Every. of the book yeah and my, my my biggest complaint is that they didn't do it in the time frame that the book was written in and i, yeah. I know that they had to and i know they had to update it and everything and that was my i was just very disappointed in that yeah i read i read the book as well before seeing the movie and i much prefer the book yeah so. i have not read the book but and at this point probably won't yeah let's be honest well his book Armada is pretty much just a ripoff of Last Starfighter, so. Why would you rip off Last Starfighter? It's, it's so good. I'm not going to call it a perfect movie, but it's really enjoyable. Yeah. Actually, I think we watched that. I think I watched that again, like, last year. 
keep hoping for the last Starfighters to come out as yep. the sequel, but still has not. Yep. Uh, so, nerd, you got uh, one more because uh, you'll be. I do. Sending this out. The machine. The machine. The machine. Uh-oh, here oh, the, the the Burt Kreischer movie. Oh, based off his skit. Okay. <laughs> the reason I went is the fact that Mark Hamill plays his father. It was not a well-paced movie. It was fun <laughs> as hell. It is not a well-paced movie. But it was funner than I expected, um, based on what was essentially just, like, the first 45 minutes of it was just, like, a recap of the skit his stand-up bit yeah and so like and then it takes off but mark hamill steals the movie hands down i, I felt like he was going to based on the clips i saw i mean it, it's on my list but it's on my i'll see it when it's free or rent really cheap list yeah. i'm not gonna go to a theater for that we took some teenagers to it <laughs> okay there you go that'll work yeah. but like i love the machine skit like it is one of a handful of comedy things I rewatch when I'm feeling down because it always brings me up. Fair. Fair. I would give it three space herpes and probably halfway between Casablanca and Cats. Oh, so it's right there with Beastmaster. Yeah. Woohoo, Beastmaster! (laughs) (laughs) After our last time, I've rated Beastmaster as the fancy movie is it better or worse than beastmaster as whether i will watch it or not <laughs> uh now i want to go watch red sonia oh. Be- red sonia is better than beastmaster oh i know <laughs> guys uh, um it is actually time it is we are actually a minute over and i'm sorry I know. everybody's got like tight schedules and everybody has to keep everything going you know so on and so forth but we really appreciate you coming out. We really, really appreciate everybody listening, everybody watching. Nerd, thanks for coming and hanging out with us. Hey, uh, Thank you. Captain Mizzy, make sure you give a good shout out to Nerd uh, for her Twitch channel. So uh, everybody knows go over there and follow her um, and such. So uh, you can check it out. Uh, when, when do you stream on uh, your channel, Nerd Hall? Uh, typically at 3 o'clock Central Time during the week. Every day? kind of when it, yep. And they were doing awesome. Disney Dreamlight Valley last time. <laughs> yeah, that's my lazy Sunday game. Hey. But I don't I don't weekends are kinda hit or miss. That's just like if I feel like streaming, but normally just weekdays. Yeah. Okay. So Um, we will actually be sending y'all out to the Painting Dead. He's gonna be working on some interest. Looks like he's working on some Warhammer stuff. Which is shocking. Warhammer's um, everything in that. Uh Nerd, we appreciate you coming on. Thanks for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. It was a lot of fun. Um, Guys, as we always say, if you see something, say something. If you can do something, do something. If you can't, find someone that will. We appreciate you, and thank you for More Than Dice. I'm Gonzo. I'm John. And I'm Nerd. Good night. Stick around for that Nerd Holla. Hail Hydra before we go. All right. Hit that raid button. Come on, we got four, five, six, 
seven, eight, nine, eleven, seven hundred and forty-two. Rating now. Good night, folks.